0: host Andy Donnelly with me as always is Sarah Merritt say hello Sarah hello Sarah and joining us this week all the way from uh, sunny Belgium spa (laughs) is Gino uh, Marilio Morales hi Gino yes hi hi hi
1: I I heard what you did wrong there, Andy. You meant to say soggy spa, and you said sunny spa, didn't you? Well, yes, that's what I meant to say, yes.
2: Um, Soggy is an understatement. It's an understatement.
1: (laughs) You guys can't see Gino now, but you know what your hands look like when you get out of the bath? That's what Gino looks like right now, because he must have got so wet on Sunday, I don't think he's dried out yet.
2: (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. It's been quite, uh, quite a weekend yeah yeah
0: so well let's just dive into it shall we so um
2: just quickly yeah, i love that... your wordplay i really love your wordplay saying dive there good wordplay oh yeah well done. Oh, yeah it's all the well, water yeah. related. let's hope yeah. the uh,
0: the podcast goes swimmingly and, Yay. Uh, <laughs> um, let's hope it also lasts a bit longer than the race did
1: <laughs> of course and most things will do Andy. most things will so where should we start Shall we start with
0: um, free practice? Why don't we do that? That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So I believe, Gino, this was your first live Formula One race weekend, wasn't it? The very first one. Right. Well, it's going to be definitely going to be memorable.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, for many many reasons, (laughs) for really many reasons. Yeah. So,
0: what I mean, just give us a bit of. uh, there's probably a lot of fans out there that have not been to a race before. What were you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the anticipation, building up to it? What was it like getting to the track, the mm-hmm. excitement levels and stuff like that? If you can just give us a little bit of insight into that, you know, kind sure. of. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. How you got there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah well, it, it really just keeps on building and building. So you prepare all your stuff uh, like the day before, like I used to do, always the day before. Uh, then you put your all your stuff in the car, you drive there, you go to your camping, set up your tent, everything. So it I, all kind of builds up to when this weekend really starts. So And also the excitement, the nerves, everything. Then you head to the track, which only makes it worse, the, the nerves. <laughs> and then you see all the fans and their uh, McLaren caps, their Alpine caps and the other teams, of course. And they just all talk together. Um, well, basically... Um, it's, it's, hard, it's really hard to explain, but it's, it's really a good feeling seeing so many fans of all the different teams just being there to have fun together. That's something which you don't really see like uh, in your own street, to put it like that. That's really a, a GP thing, I think.
1: So, Gino, who would you say had the most supporters there? Would it be Max?
2: Mm, yeah, most people wore Rebu clothing, I think. Max, of course. Well, it's, it's very close. Actually, Spa is my closest Grand Prix. So uh, it makes sense that there's lots of Red Bull support there from the Netherlands as well. But yeah. surprisingly, there were many people wearing McLaren uh, clothing as well. I didn't expect Excellent. it to be that many. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's good. We like to say that. We're, we're becoming more popular now that we're getting better again, aren't we? <laughs>
2: yeah, well, we we've got, always been... we landowner. always the been... Effect, effect, oh, sorry.
0: You. Sorry. Go oh, on, Gino.
2: We've always been very popular, haven't we?
1: Well, yes, but, but but it's gone to a new level now when you see what Silverstone was like with all the Lando gear selling out and that kind of thing. During the Absolutely. Honda years, which we love to talk about on the podcast, <laughs> during the Honda years, when Andy and I went to races, we, we didn't see so many people supporting our team.
0: <laughs> In fact, I remember going to uh, Australia. Um, I think it was... You know when uh, Fernando had that crash? Yes. Mm -hmm. Where he flipped it a few times and kind of just climbed out quite as if nothing had happened. Casually. (laughs) Uh, Quite, yeah. Um, I remember going there and there really wasn't that many McLaren fans at all at that rate. No. -hmm. no, I could have said a handful if that. Yeah,
1: I think um, as we're getting better and climbing up the, the constructors again. Um, we we seem to be taking a lot of people for the ride with us and they're coming along and uh, a lot of them are Lando fans obviously as well and then Dan joining the team we find we've got a lot of Dan fans that have come with us we, we should just mention Gino that, that you have um, a great love of McLaren and a great allegiance to our team but that there's mm-hmm. one particular driver that, that you have a special affinity to isn't there?
2: Yeah, yeah, not just an affinity, it's a whole obsession, a passion. Fernando, of course, uh, I think most people who I know know about that. There's no way I keep quiet about it. But yeah, seeing him drive for the first time, going into the Bruxelles corner, was just something special. Like the sound of the car, seeing the helmet he's wearing in that blue car, it was something really indescribable. Like for years and for years you see him drive on television... And then yeah. it's just right there before your eyes. There's no, no, yeah, no words which really capture that feeling.
1: That's, that's really good that you got to tick the box with the McLaren guys and, and then with, you know, seeing Fernando as well. I know we were a McLaren podcast, but Fernando is still a member of our family. We've got a lot of history with him.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Andy,
1: what should we cover next?
0: Um, let's get on to sort of quality day. Now, I believe you had a very special Saturday at Spa so do you want to tell us a little bit more about that how it came about and what it was like um and then I think after that I think we probably have to discuss sort of uh, Lando's accident in a little bit of detail after that so Mm -hmm. we go first
2: with with your day Gino and
0: then we'll move on to that
2: sure well it was just kind of a casual Saturday wasn't it nothing too special happened I think on our, our Saturday No, just kidding, of course. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Actually, there's quite a a bit of a story behind it because, uh, well, obviously, Gerold and I, like the Dutch Papaya members, have uh, close contact with Reese as well for McLaren. So beforehand, like, um, I saw a unique opportunity to, to, like, have a chat with him at at trackside if there was an opportunity. So I reached out to him if that would be possible, and uh, like separately, Hero did so as well. So he also sent Reese an email to get our Dutch McLaren flag signed. So that's a different story. The Dutch McLaren flag, um, we've got a huge flag with, of course, the MCL35M on it of the Dutch McLaren fans. And we wanted to get it signed by both Lando and Daniel to auction it at the end of the year for a charity within the Netherlands, which is similar to Mind. So kind of like a charity for which McLaren also does a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Gerald asked Greece also if that would be possible to give the flag, uh, get it signed and get it back. And well, basically, um, it was difficult to get in touch with the team because of the COVID protocols. Because uh, like the racing team, everyone trackside really is separate, like in a bubble from everything going on outside of it. But um Reece, uh, reached out to us and told us that, like if we are at eight ten in the morning in um we could give the flag quickly, and we would get it back signed the next day so uh, course- now i
1: under I understand how this could happen because for those of us that haven 't been to haven 't been to spa um, approaching the track, you are walking through the village um And you you can literally park your car by the side of the road, perhaps, and pull over and and people will be passing by. So that's how you got to meet them then. You you waited by the side of the road.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. There was a policeman as well who kind of ordered us to keep on driving. We couldn't stop there. But then I kindly asked my best friend if he could stay there for 20 minutes and it was okay. As long as it would be quick and uh, we wouldn't stay there for like an hour or something. Excellent. So. Yeah, we saw Reese and uh, I think Henrik was there and Lucinda was there as well. Stopping uh, near the site, we walked over to them. And then, of course, we gave them the flag. But the day before, they asked us um, with how many people we were. So that really got us thinking, because why would you need to know how many people if we're just doing a short chat near the side of the road, right? Yeah. And yeah, of course, (laughs) that was the big, uh, the huge surprise. Because the team arranged uh, paddock, paddock club passes for us for the Saturday. That's we were really yeah really caught by surprise really. Personally, I didn't see it coming at all. So in the moment, um, well, I think Henrik Henrik filmed it even, but I just didn't know how to react. It was Does really, that mean that really, you might really be special. on the uh,
0: on the unbox Ooh,
2: this week? Gino unboxed. Yes. Gino unboxed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't think that's that much for the Sunday to show uh, in the unbox, so it might very well just be, but we, we will get to it. It might be your 20-minute chat by the roadside that fills yeah, it up. They're like, they're like, come on, guys, we need
1: to fill this. There is no race. so <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you you were all, um, all four of you, there was four in your group, wasn't there? You were given passes to go to the McLaren area in the paddock club.
2: Yeah, just a paddock club in general. So it was like a general area, and of course we were guests of McLaren, so we stayed within the McLaren area. Yeah,
0: nice. And mm -hmm. so, what does that actually get you? What do you actually get? Do you get uh, a seat at a table? Um, Do you get to meet anybody? Was the people from the team there looking after you? Mm -hmm.
2: What is well, basically. mm -hmm. What is the basically? Sorry, Andy. Uh, Shall I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically, you get the time of your life. That's basically what you get. It's been truly incredible. So you just arrive at the track, um, you go like it's above the pits, and while you're there, basically, in the McLaren area, you you meet of course the employees who work within a paddock club. But basically everything is taken care of. It's really incredible. We arrived and we when we arrived, we got like the Ferrari champagne, which they also have on the podium. You you take yep. a sip. You take one sip and they come to fill it up again and um, they come, people from McLaren come for a chat with you. You talk with them. They're really, really kind, really attentive. Uh, there's a whole program, McLaren-based program around it in the McLaren hospitality area. Um, we also had a special guest, but that's perhaps another point I will talk about a little bit later. Um, you have the best view possible because you're right above the pit lane. You see all the action. I even saw Zach. So McLaren Doggo, if you're listening, Mr. Zach was there as well. Mr. Zach. Well, <laughs> at a distance. At a distance. <laughs> um, we saw Andreas. We also saw him as well. Seidel. Do um, so I guess you that
1: the... you know, that, mm-hmm. that might be one of the differences, just to explain to guys that are listening. Normally when you go to paddock club and you pay a lot of money for it, um, you, you normally get to go down into the garage to to stand in the glass box at the back and to possibly meet the drivers. Um, but due to COVID, there's lots of different regulations this year where you're not allowed to go down into the garage, are you? And I believe the McLaren team get around this by doing a live link up. Is that right? They do a live link down to the garage?
2: Yeah, exactly. So I think it was Lucinda. I'm not entirely sure at the moment anymore, who kind of gave us... Um... Well, a tour around the garage told us about what's going on at the moment in the garage, like after free practice, before free practice, before qualifying, et cetera. So we really got these detailed insights uh, into what was going on at the moment downstairs. It was just that we couldn't go downstairs. Yeah. But like we still felt like we got the complete experience. It was pure perfection.
1: I think they they've managed to do the best they can, given the new regulations for COVID, haven't they? So uh, so that's really Absolutely. good. So, mm-hmm. um so Gino you had a really good view you were looking over the pit lane looking down on our pit box you could see the uh the 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 wall the pit wall and see where everyone was sitting um Mm -hmm. what 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 was your experience of that what did it feel like for you when you saw our cars coming down the pit lane and and, you know just tell me what that felt like because obviously you'd you'd seen their cars in practice but now you're really Mm -hmm. close to them aren't you
2: yeah, it felt a bit surreal because these are the images you always get from television, which you always see in television, and then suddenly you're seeing them with your own eyes. It's really weird to describe that. And just the sounds you hear, like of change, the changing of the tyres, drivers driving off, the sound is just so special. It's so different from television. It's it's a lot more pure. It's louder. It's a lot better, I would say.
0: I think uh, well, Spar's basically... one of the better mm-hmm. racetracks for sort of it actually echoes the sound a little bit as well, back from the grandstand yes. across the thing. So uh, you, you're going to get a great sound there. So,
2: yeah. Definitely, yeah. And you also look into the distance. You see the drivers coming from far to the bus stop, onto the straight, and going right to La Source, turn right, you see everything. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Brilliant. Really good. Really great experience for you all. And I, uh, I know you're going to be super grateful for the team to, to be able to have, have done that for you. Yeah, I
0: Absolutely. think we have, to say, we have to say at this point, well done, McLaren, for, for getting yeah, and a bit of fan engagement going again. It's, it's you know it's really good to see. Uh, hopefully, definitely, kind of continue um, for other yeah. races for other fans. Um, yeah. So also... before,
1: we, um, before we move on, and we talk about um, Lando's accident, which not me for six. Let's just mention Gino, your special guest that you saw just before we move on. So I know we've got mm-hmm. to keep an eye on time.
2: Yeah, just one uh, brief shout out to the staff of the Paddock Club of McLaren because they were just perfect, so attentive, so kind. So um, I really do have to give them a huge compliment because they are really perfect at their jobs. Um, yeah, the special definitely. the special guest, so one person of the staff uh, walked up uh, all to us as well. Oh, well, you know, like a special person is joining a bit later in the day. It's uh, Mika Hakkinen, just like it's no one. <laughs> just uh, Oh, he, he might be coming around, so well, now you know. And I was just listening, like, is this, this is really gonna happen? Is it real? And yeah, it, it was real. It, was, it really was real. So immediately that made me think of Filipos. He's <laughs> the Mika man. Yeah. Of course.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think of you think of Mika Hacken and you think of Filipos, yes. Oh, of course.
0: <laughs> Some definitely. of us think of his overtake at spa first before Filipos, <laughs> to be honest.
1: Know. Some people call him the flying fin, but I just think of Filipos, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but Filippos really was my first thought at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and um well I'm of course the Fernando man, of course m- many people know me like that, but uh Mika Hakkinen always has been very special to me as well. He's like the first person I really remember seeing driving as a child and maybe also the person who really got me to the McLaren side, to put it like that. So really my first F1 memories are of Mika Hakkinen. So seeing them, seeing him was just an incredible feeling. I at first, I was kind of a bit lost lost for words. I felt nervous. But at some point, you just got to walk up to him and just talk with him. He's very relaxed, very kind, takes takes all the time you want. Um, he's, a, he's a great person. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet Mika a couple of times. And the first time I met him in London was at the, the race week event. And I remember him arriving there, and the first thing he said is, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone, but can someone find me a coffee first, please? I need a <laughs> coffee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that, he, was, he was human like the rest of us.
2: <laughs> but that's, that's really typically Mika, because we were just eating eating salad, and he just tapped someone on the shoulder and asked, is, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Did you like it? Yeah, I like it too. Just con- a conversation like that. That's so very typical. Lovely. And, that's really good. Well, one more thingy. I also yeah. walked up to uh, walked up to Mika a bit later and I asked him, could you make a video for Filippos? He knew Filippos, of course. Yeah, sure. Give me your phone. Hey, Filippos, uh, do you recognize me? Uh, We're here sitting in spa. Look at this car, the truck. We're having fun. Just a really laid back video like that. That's and th- that's opinion. Mika Hakey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Excellent. That's really good. I did see that on Twitter. Guys, if you... If you look at Gino's account, you'll be able to see a lot of the videos he's posted over the weekend. So make sure you take a look at those. So I guess we need to talk about the crash now and talk about Quali.
0: Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I guess most people have seen it, seen what happened. Um, You know, I kind of feel like um, it was avoidable. I think that, you know, I kind of agree. Maybe we shouldn't have been out there trying to qualify at that point. Um,
1: so, Andy, to be clear, when you say it's avoidable, let's just just jump on that a bit. It's avoidable because maybe the session was too wet for anyone to be out there. Correct. As yeah. opposed to you think it was avoidable because of Lando doing something wrong. Correct. Yes,
0: I don't think yeah. the car should have been out. I think, the, especially on a quality day, you you can wait. You can wait a little bit. Yeah, um, this time Yeah. Yeah. So to to kind of have them out, and you know the drivers were saying this is not great, this is not good. I think was it Seb that said we need a red yes, flag this yes. straight away, and and literally at that point, Lando was in the wall. Yeah. Um, and for for no fault of his own, obviously. Um, you know, it looked from from what I've seen and and everything like that. Um, the you know aquaplane hit water or something, and it was just. He's a passenger in that, you know, as, as Martin Brundle yeah. says, straight to the scene of the accident. Um, it the, was the... it was
1: a really difficult one to watch because I don't know if you felt this way, but it had been built up and up. And it was a bit of a roller coaster because we were doing so well. Lando yes. had topped the two sessions. So I'm not sort of in the middle where I normally am. I'm way up high with excitement. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. means that when something bad happens, it's further to come down. And, oh, my God, when, when Martin Brundle said, hold on a minute, Crofty, I don't think that car's come around the corner, and they cut to the footage of it spinning, Yeah, I just burst into tears. I, I thought I was, you know, I knew where that was on the track, like we all do, guys, don't we? We know that place on the track. We know what's happened there. And I was just so scared that I was about to witness that again. Um, so, Gino, it'd be really good to hear what it was like for you as it unfolded at the track
2: Mm -hmm. yeah well actually at the moment i was watching over the track i wasn't following the screen so i didn't notice it but of course behind me some people were watching at the screens and i just heard a few like like shocked sounds so at the moment i turned around look at the screen and i was thinking oh no what happened because it it looked really horrible
1: And, and andy how did you feel when you when you saw it um like you a bit good I was my, my first thought was
0: please don't anyone else come up there and hit him
1: yes yes because
0: but yes. well, mm-hmm. you know I, as much as I love Spa and as much as I love that track we seem to be getting a lot of accidents now not just in F1 but in other mm-hmm. series where cars yeah, are hitting the barriers the yep. and they're getting pushed mm-hmm. back out in the track now these cars are yeah. sort of um engineered to withstand an impact but not two not three not other cars hitting them from the side and all that kind of thing so once that first impact happened um you 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 worry for any driver anyone going over that over there because and with that visibility you're thinking nobody's going to see him so my 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 kind of first instinct was oh my god i hope he's okay my got I hope nobody else comes over and sort of sort of hits him, Gino.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because uh like on the Friday, I was watching. Well, I was in the fan zone, just talking with a few people. Then I looked up the hill at uh, Radio, and then I really so, just saw the first car of the W series, like go heading towards yeah. the wall. And then came the second, the third, the fourth, another one, and it was so sh- quite shocking to watch. To put like yeah, that. Yeah. And this could have been something similar in F1 in the rain, uh, what happened to Lando.
1: Yeah, you're right. it being a sitting duck in the middle of the track at that point, when a car mm-hmm. would not know to avoid you because they have zero visibility um, and they'd be unable to, to brake because by the time they've seen you, they've got no, no grip in the wet, then, yeah, it, you fear the worst, don't you? And I don't know about you guys, but I was very relieved... I think just as Seb pulled alongside Lando and gave him the thumbs-up check, we heard over the radio him speaking to Will Joseph in the garage and saying, oh, I'm OK, guys. And you could hear he was winded. But, um, yeah, that was that was a shocker. Um, it really, really was. And And then there was quite a wait to hear that he was OK. Even though we saw him climb out of the car, he went off for his checks, didn't he? Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very glad that there was no... No, you know i think given
0: what's happened in the last few years at that corner um and you know especially with um what happened a couple of years ago with anton hubert mm-hmm. um, yeah. and which is very you know very unfortunate and you know sort of a horrible thing to happen you, you're a lot more aware of what might happen and occur at that corner now and we've seen yeah, this yeah. kind of we've seen that sort of accident on a regular basis so something needs to change with that corner
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really just scary. For instance, with the W series, seeing first you walk um, downwards down Radio, and you see at the, at the, the spot where Hubert crashed, you see the flowers uh, standing sitting there in the corner, and just a yeah. few moments later, you see so many women of the W series crashing at the same spot, and you see ambulances going towards there. So you're very afraid the same thing might have happened just again, uh, right in front of your own eyes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: but I know I know they're saying there's going to be changes made. I don't know if you've read about that, guys. That there's going to be changes made to the the track, and, and that's due for next year, I believe.
0: Yeah, from what I've seen, it looks like what they're going to do is change the runoff areas a little bit, and sort of reprofile yeah. where the stands are and things like that, so that if you do come off the track there, you've got you can run back on up onto the camel, which would be much better than getting pushed back out onto the. Yeah. Sort of thing. So hopefully, you know, we can see those changes and it'll make a difference. I, I don't want us to ever not go to spa, but after the last few years, I was sat there thinking, is it worth the risk? Is it worth that yeah. risk? And I know that there will be people who say, well, it's F1, it's dangerous. Um, it should mm-hmm. be dangerous. That's part of the jeopardy. And it's, you know, part of the excitement. Um, none of us want to sit here and watch a driver die doing a sport that yep. they, that we we love watching and what they love doing yep, exactly I, I think there has to be an element of danger there has to be some jeopardy to make racing exciting but it shouldn't be that jeopardy of that if you crash in a certain place there's a good chance you might lose your life or be mm-hmm. seriously injured with life changing things it's
1: I can almost hear Nicky Loudon's voice or Daniel Bruhl's voice. Sorry, in the uh, in in the movie, saying in in Rush, saying there has to be an acceptable amount of risk, and it's an unacceptable amount of risk, and that's that's how I feel on this. That unless a change is made there now, that it's gone over what is the acceptable level of risk for a driver.
0: That, mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely true. I think that's spot on. I think that sums that right up. Um, one one thing I do want to say is. Um, well done to the McLaren uh, mechanics and engineers for getting that car put back together again for the race yeah. the next day because it was in bits. It was really in bits. Um, and I'm pretty sure they must have you know, spent quite a lot of time and maybe brought the curfew or something like that to do a lot of work on that car and get it ready for mm-hmm. the next day. So good,
2: good work, team. Do you want the bridge to the, to the next day? Shall Let's, I make a bridge yeah. for you? Let's do go it. Yes, and go, go, go. go. The question is, what, what next day? That's maybe the best question to be asked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay,
0: let, yes.
1: Let what me next s- day? let me
2: start with. <laughs>
0: um, so I've been to spa twice, and really, if you go to spa, you pack your um, t shirt and shorts and flip flops, and your extreme wet weather. Clothing as well, because you never know what you're going to get. Um, yep. And I, I remember the first time we went, we, we sat in the front row in Nor Rouge, grandstand, and basically we got so rained on because all of the water came off the stand, the top of the stand just dripped right right on us. We were soaking. It was horrible. But I I've never seen anything like that in Spa. <laughs> that was just
1: crazy. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say it was just. Constant and it never se- it just never seemed to stop. Gino, it was what was it like for you? Where were first of all tell us where were you placed on Sunday? Where were you stood?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we went already went at seven thirty in the morning to the campus corner, and that's where we've been sitting all day long. <laughs> and basically, uh, most part of the day, the rain was falling almost horizontally, so there was no way to protect yourself. I was wearing a poncho. Not sure if that's the English word, a poncho. Yeah. Yes, it is, uh, yeah. hmm With an umbrella, umbrella above me, but I was still soaked at the end of the day. There was just no way to avoid it. Well, okay. I
1: think uh, we, we guessed that would be the case from the pictures we were seeing on television. Um, and obviously, <laughs> you, were, you were sharing a lot of tweets with us as well, weren't you?
2: Yeah, of course. I wanted to, people to live along with me, to, to like uh, those who couldn't go, to just see what one experience <laughs> is like to be at an F1 race as much as possible. But, of course, I didn't expect to show that Sunday, like (laughs) the way it it was. Yeah. Nice. Go on. Go
1: on. I was just going to say, a normal normal Sunday at Spa would have been, it's a bit wet, but then it stops, and then we have a race. A proper race. A full race. Yeah. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) nope. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously, you saw a few kind of races earlier in the day Mm -hmm. the conditions the same then?
2: No. Did it get worse when the F1 was was out? The conditions were better in the morning. So the F3 race and the Porsche uh, race were quite okay. Well, of course, it was a wet race as well, Mm -hmm. but not as bad as later on during the day. Because in the morning, rain was still a bit intermittent. So sometimes you could close your umbrella, then you had to open it again. But in the afternoon, it just kept on raining and raining and raining. There There was just no way around it.
0: So when um when they started the race what did you think did you think oh here we go they're actually going to race here or did you think this is going to be laps and laps behind the safety car there's no way they're going to race what were you, mm-hmm. what were you think I mean obviously you've got the build up the anticipation you've got the the um formation laps you've got the driver parade and everything else like that what were your feelings did you sit there and think are oh, they going to go ahead with
2: this or mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really a tough question because I had no clue which way it would go. Of course, um, a red flag wouldn't uh, wouldn't have surprised me at that point, and that was how it was going to turn out. But still, the excitement when you see all those cars uh, behind the safety car and you think it's going to start—that's just something really special. That's the moment you came for. The moment you're sitting there, like you've been living up to it ever since you bought your ticket, and you're waiting there, and you see all your heroes in front of you, ready to start a race. So. Um, yeah, it was kind of yeah, you've got the hope that they do start the race because that's the moment you you've been living up to, but you also kind of expect like it cannot be at this point. I mean, it's too wet; it's not going to happen, or there yeah. are at least going to be multiple laps behind the safety car at least.
1: It was um, it certainly didn't unfold the way I expected, but when we were looking on television, you could see how much water there was on track every time we saw the medical car go around we could see that it, the conditions weren't good um mm-hmm. and 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 again felt very sorry for you being stuck in the rain one of my questions quickly was um did people leave did people go home because i i've, I've read online that the public transport um might have meant that people couldn't stay at the circuit so late to to see if the race started
2: Oh, I don't know about that, if the public transport has to do anything with it. But yeah, at some point people were leaving, but it was only because they had been waiting for hours and it didn't look like it was going to get started at yeah, any point. Yeah,
0: I think, uh, I think, didn't driver of the day go to uh, Alan van der Meder in the medical car? <laughs> well, it should, it
2: should. If it hasn't
0: yet, it should. <laughs>
1: As long as the fastest lap doesn't really go to Messi
0: Pen, like I saw, <laughs> he was outside the top 10, so he doesn't get any points, so that's all right.
2: <laughs> no, well, good, but to, to be honest, that's that fact does sum up the, the race a bit. I, w- <clears throat> I wouldn't even call it a race, uh, yeah. To me, this, this I haven't seen a race, no matter what the FIA calls it, this wasn't a race, no way. Yeah, yeah. did you feel a bit cheated? Um. Yeah, I, I feel very conflicted to be honest because basically, the big moment I went to Spa for was a total disaster, a total screw up. If That's not a bad word in English, is it? That's okay. No, that's, that's acceptable. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like everything around it turned out to be way better than I, I expected. Seeing Fernando for the first time, all the surprises which came from McLaren, meeting Mika Hakine, that all made it worth it so much. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the end, if I would have to live exactly the same weekend again next year, I would do it all over again. No doubt. But the Sunday really was something different. So yeah. I,
0: believe, I believe you're off. Are you still going to Zandvoort next week?
2: This I week? wish. I wish. Okay. I wish. Magic I'm not, General unfortunately. Is he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
0: okay. So, um, yeah, I was hoping that you were so that you could actually get to see a race really quickly. Um yeah yeah. But yeah, well let, I mean hopefully next year you can I you know maybe you can come to Silverstone and join us at Silverstone for a race weekend. I'd love to. I'd love to. Or maybe we come to Spa and join you for a race weekend. Um no, it, rain,
1: it rains there
2: Andy, I don't fancy that. <laughs> <laughs> it's s- it's a full spa experience. You've got to come. It's lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I've I've got to say Spa is something special. It's worth going to. Um Certainly, um, you've got to like camping, though. <laughs> you must like camping to go to Spa, unless you get a, a B- B&B somewhere and travel in it every day. But, yeah, it's a great racetrack to go to. Um, so, yeah, kind of to sum up, you had a great weekend, but obviously the the main attraction didn't really happen. Um, was there much reaction from the crowd? Was there any booing or, you know, anything that, like, adverse reaction to it or
2: were people just confused at what was going on did you actually get told what was going on Well yeah i think there was quite a lot of confusion at some point because well after sitting like 10 hours in the rain people just started laughing and like the the macarena came on uh, on the speakers so you just join <laughs> and you just try to make something out of it because well it some, at some point, being that miserable just makes it funny. You just start laughing and, okay, let's go along with it. Just let it happen. And that was kind of the atmosphere, but also confusion because, well, was this a race? Is it canceled? Does this count? Um, but at some point, also a bit of anger sets in because the podium ceremony was going on. You hear the happy music. And that's the moment I really felt like, no way, I'm going to walk off. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to see it. Uh, I've had enough. Yeah. So it's, it's all those emotions. Yeah, I think there'll be it's a few lovely. fans
0: out there that feel a little bit cheated, and uh, I really hope that the FIA or Ross Braun or Liberty do something, even if it's something like, next year you can get your ticket for Spa discounted, it would at least be a gesture yeah. in the right direction. Um Absolutely. I know that we've, some of the drivers have come out and said some stuff, but we really have not heard much from the um, promoters, apart from saying, oh, the fans were brilliant, they had lots of patience, well, yeah, but you also chose <laughs> fortune um, to watch some cars going behind a road car <laughs> for two laps over three or four hours. So
1: I did see a statement from Stefano Domenicali that said we did not, repeat not, run two laps so that the circuit had to pay us their fee. Newsflash: they would have had to pay us their fee anyway, even without those two laps. So they've they've made a comment regarding that, um, and and that makes me wonder then whether Spa might be having their hands tied slightly that they can't afford to give something back to the the fans because they've already had to pay their fee. It'll be interesting to see if anything can be done.
0: I think the two Mm -hmm. laps thing was to make it a championship event, wasn't it, so that you could award half points. So
2: Mm -hmm. Right, Gino, final
0: sum up from you, go for it.
2: Sure. Yeah, it's a bit empty words from the official uh, sources so far, but let's see how this turns out. Anyway, even those two laps behind the safety car, were just magical to see. And I feel personally, I feel a bit guilty about complaining about this weekend because I have I had so many good things happen, left, right, and center. Yeah. But then again, it's also justified to complain after what I've seen. So I feel very, very conflicted about both things. I'm really grateful, but on the other hand, I really shouldn't be about the Sunday. But then again, I'm an F1 fan. So even seeing those few laps was pure magic. So I'm still a few days later thinking about how should I really feel about this weekend? It's both. It's, it's, it was a fantastic event, but also a big disappointment on a Sunday.
1: If nothing else, Gino, you've been part of history. This will be a quiz question for years to come and you can <laughs> say you were there. <laughs> I was there.
2: I was there. Well, someone who, who was at the Indy the, uh, 2005 race contacted me. And I said, well, well we're besties, basically. We've both, we've both got a story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Gino, thanks very much for joining us again. it been a pleasure to have you on. Um, Thank thanks you. Thanks for your insights. Um, I, I was hoping we could talk a bit more about a proper race, but uh, yeah, uh, history was made. Um, Sarah, thanks for joining, us, joining me again. And you'll be back for Zanfort next week. I will Um,
1: indeed, and um, and we end the podcast. Andy still McLaren in third place, ahead of Ferrari, and that's the new flash.
0: Yes. (laughs) Even though, even in a two-minute race, we can still beat Ferrari. That will be a good one to end with, (laughs) right? Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Hope you all enjoyed listening. We'll be back in a a weeks' time, uh, where we cover Zandvoort, where hopefully we see uh, significantly more laps than two.